Are we there yet? I really, really have to pee. Mom, she's on my side of the seat. That's not fair. She's hogging all the seat. Are we there yet? Mm, my stomach hurts. Are we there yet? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Are We There at the Family Podcast for Adults. People who really are pissing me off today. Uh-oh. If you're listening to the show and you're a nutrition therapist, you should probably stop listening now. Because I'm going to say some shit that's probably going to make you flip your shit. Now, I don't think a nutritionist is the same thing as a nutrition therapist. I think nutrition therapist is another bullshit profession like chiropractor. You know what I mean? It's got a fancy name, but really it's just fucking voodoo witchcraft way to get money out of you. This episode number 626. Swindle. <sighs> I'm flabbergasted. Seriously, the shit I heard today, I, it was... Where calls? Where can they call us? They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. Email. show at gmail.com. Thanks, Amazon, for being my sponsor. Don't forget, you go to my site, you click the little Amazon link, and then buy your shit. It's on Amazon. They sell everything. Relax. So today, while well, I had you out grocery shopping, I went to the coffee shop to sit and relax for a few minutes. To test out the new Sharpie liquid pencil that I've been looking for. And I found it. I mean, you had everybody looking for, and then you didn't okay. believe people when they couldn't okay. find it. Let me just say, I, it, it wasn't like I told you guys to make special trips to find my liquid pencil. But if you were going somewhere, I so, said, hey, see if you can find this. I'm curious. I know, but it was the attitude that we didn't look hard well, enough when let me, we returned let me put it this empty-handed. Way. The first time I really looked for it, I found it. So Whatever. You can go whatever. to every place that I was and look for it. Whatever. They don't have it. So I got it. And I sat down to test it out. I was doing a little sketching with it. And I will just say this. It's shitty. It skips a little bit. You know what reminded it me of? It skips a lot. It reminded me of when the Papermate erasable ink pen first came out. Kind of, yeah. It skips. It's it's really not good. It's it's really super shitty. I was very disappointed because I like pencils for a lot of things. But I don't like sharpening pencils because people in this house, if you have a pencil sharpener available, they just sharpen everything they can find and eventually it's ruined. No, like. 30 pencils yes, at a time right. for the entire school year. So pencils for me are a pain in the ass, even though I like them as writing utensils. So I thought this would be a nice compromise, but let me just tell you this. It's not a shitty. Nice try, Sharpie, but fuck off. I do like the Sharpie pens, though, the fine Sharpie pens. Those are very smooth. For felt tips, they're especially smooth. So I, while I'm sitting in the, in the Barnes & Noble coffee shop having my coffee, except for I didn't have coffee today. So I'm just taking up space. I'm being an asshole today. You're reading. I wasn't reading. I was drawing. Oh, you were drawing. And if I was reading, I would have been reading on my iPad. Yeah, they don't really like that. It's being a bit of a dick. So I'm sitting there taking up space. But I will say this. I spend hundreds of dollars every year. So I'm sitting there and I hear these people talking. And I'm not normally one to eavesdrop, but they were very loud and they were three feet away from me, which I don't like either. I think that's rude. Coffee shops are not places for you to have business meetings. Well, a coffee shop in general is. A coffee shop in a bookstore is not. I don't think you co- need to be kind of quiet there. I think coffee shops in general, you need to have a kind of an aura of reverence and just, just shut the fuck up. But they're talking. And the chick says, okay, now they're going to say that they're not interested. And then immediately I perk up because I like hearing salespeople talk because they're salespeople are the scum of the earth. They're, you used to be a salesperson. I was. I, I Listen. The reason I know they're scum of the earth is because when I was selling stuff and I had to eat, right? 
I knew if I didn't sell some shit today, I was going to be out of food. And so I was willing to say and do things that I'm not real proud of. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't real proud of it. I never sold anybody a car. That... Though, did you consider yourself scum of the earth when you were doing it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I was selling cars to people, I often, at the end of the day, I was like, I'm glad they got a car, but I know they got fucked. You know what I mean? Because as, as a car salesman, you sell them the car. You do the actual selling, and then they go to the business office where people start putting shit in their butthole to siphon the money out of them. So they're talking, and she goes, now, the key thing is, here's the, here's the big question. And everybody should listen up, because if you ever hear this question, get up and leave. Wherever you are, whatever they're doing, get up and leave. The question was, so would it be correct to say that the reason why you're in the condition you're in now is because of the choices and actions you've made so far? I was like, hmm, that's not a very nice way to phrase things, right? Because you're basically saying, you're basically saying you're sick because you were kind of a fuckhead. Aren't you a dumbass for doing all the stupid things you've done to yourself? And now look where you are. Right. So I I listened to him for a little bit longer. And these two people, it's it's a nice young lady and a reasonable looking guy talking and she says the the goal here is to make them feel afraid and stupid nice right they're afraid because there's something wrong with them and you want to make them feel stupid because they did this to themselves and what we're selling is the answer they're too dumb to figure out for themselves so we're going to sell them the answer how noble of them these two people let me be clear they work in a doctor's office they're the nutrition therapist of a doctor an actual medical professional. They're not like fucking Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers or one of those fucking things where you go and they try to sell you a bunch of shit. They're at the doctor's office. The place that where you go, you should feel like somebody's giving you information that's useful. And they're not trying to just shill you for as much money as you've got. Right? Yeah. So they're trying to knock you down as far as possible so you, you'll eat up every word. Right, because only they have the answers to your problem. They can fix you, but you're going to have to do everything they say. And she said, if they, if they still don't want to do it, just make sure that they just tell them flat out. Isn't it kind of dumb to be turning down the kind of help that we can give you to get you past this problem? Because these are all the things that's wrong. And she said, you're going to have to, you're going to give these people tests with this machine. Okay, to see what, and it, the machine is essentially... You know how we have the, in the scale in the bathroom, you stand out, it tells you what your, your body fat percentage is. Yeah. Okay. It's just electrical conductivity. It's essentially all this machine does, but she goes, but you're going to need to buy one of these machines to use in the office. Now it's going to be about $2,500 and whatever the report is, it's going to show you the difference between the person, what they are and what the correct measure is. Right. So let's okay, say so it's, it's like measuring a body fat chart, basically. Right. It's measuring body fat. And let's say you're supposed to have 10% body fat. And if, if it, and the machine says they have 11%, no matter what the difference is, you tell them that that's very dangerous. That they're, they're flirting with disaster, that everybody has a risk of a heart attack or cancer. You know, it's like you're walking around with the, the cancer gun in your pocket, but your gun is pointed at your head and it's cocked. That, those were the exact words that she used. Wow. So scare tactics on top of it. Just fear. They just want you to be scared and scared shitless and, and pay them whatever. And she goes, and whatever you do, don't let them leave the office without signing up for the service. Like you're supposed to tackle them time up until they agree to do it. She just had, it was just, she goes, you'll see this in this packet. There's all these questions that you can ask them. And these are all have been proven to break down people's defenses. And you should be able to sell to them if you just follow the script. Wow. That's hateful. Yes. 
And so when I got up to leave, I was so, I was so mad. I go, you guys are really, really scum of the earth. You're you're really disgusting. They're like, no, we're just trying to help people. We're trying to help people by putting their money in their pocket. This is the thing. The the chick that was giving this guy the instructions gave him a list of things. And she goes, now, do you see these? This is the cost for all these. You want to make sure that you get them to fill out the bottom row on everything because that's the most expensive. No matter what's wrong with you, this is the one. And I immediately thought of when you went to the doctor for mm-hmm. your butthole probing. Yep. And when you were done and your butthole was given a clean bill of health and the doctor said it's ready for fucking, you were then tried, he tried to sell you a workout plan. It's weird. And, and, you know, I guess the people behind it are probably just as persuasive to the physicians. Okay, you're a fucking And I'm sure they're getting quite the kickback. You're a doctor. You take an oath not to fuck with your patients. That's essentially what the Hippocratic Oath says. It says, you know what? Don't fuck anybody over. Be be a decent human being because you're a doctor and people trust you because you're a fucking doctor. Do no harm, but I think they can interpret that in many ways. Do no harm physically. Financially, that's another story. Yeah, I think doctors should have to do like, okay, if you're a blogger and like, I have to tell people if I'm, if I'm getting paid for something, I have to tell them like when I pimp our Amazon link, I say we get paid. Right. Okay. I think doctors should have to do the same thing. I'm selling this to you and I get paid for it if you buy it. Well, I, I agree. So you should know, and you would know as soon as you hear that fucking leave. Your they probably disclose dick. it like at the very, very, very bottom of the itemized bill. Oh, by the way, this is who I work no, for. Eight no. tiny letters. I, it was very upsetting to me. Visible ink. Very upsetting to me. You should not have to deal with sales tactics at a fucking doctor's office. You're already at your weakest point, right? I agree. If any of you people out there are doing this kind of job, you need to fucking stop. Pick another fucking career. Eating bullets or something. Children are being trafficked into the UK to work in so-called cannabis factories, according to police. The factories grow cannabis on an industrial scale. They're typically located in private houses, but sometimes in agricultural and commercial properties. A study for the Association of Chief Police Officers has found children are being used to tend crops to illegally divert electricity for the factories, and to break into rival sites. I like this. I get this vision (laughs) of, like, Bob the Builder. (laughs) He's a six-year-old with his electrical tool belt. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Diverting electricity? Why don't you shimmy on up there? Exactly. Up that pole. Why don't you go up there and bring that and switch these two wires? Be careful. Shit, we need another one. Go get another kid. Give him a wrench. Or is it more like they have the world's longest extension cord? <laughs> Go, Go plug, plug it in over the neighbors. Yeah, and then run it back here real quick. Right. <laughs> what show were we watching where they did that? Shit, I don't remember. Somebody had a big, long yeah, electric cord, and they were using the neighbor's electricity. That was funny. Though. What do you think Nancy Botwin would say about this? Would she be upset? She would. She thinks children have nothing to do with that business. Really? She needs to look at her own kids. Well, but I what I thought was interesting was that there's like, I, I can't shake this image as like modern day Oliver Twist crossed exactly. with like the Warriors where you get these kids like crawling through grimy London, fighting each other for marijuana and stealing each other's electricity. It is really pretty awesome. And the breaking into Rile Size, sure. 
Send the little ones in yeah. in case bullets start flying. Right? Uh, they fight. Little kids fight with knives. They can't handle guns. They, they can get into smaller knives. spaces. Yeah, they, they can go down the chimneys. <laughs> I almost wish. Hell? I really wish this had happened to me in my childhood because it would make an amazing book. <laughs> well, that's true. Memoirs of a childhood drug factory. Oh my god! It's pretty awesome though. It at least gives kids something to do. They learn how to have a useful skill. Don't you think people would notice if they're like in a big drug lord meeting in an abandoned warehouse and a five-year-old comes wandering in no that right's cool what the go <laughs> go away kid right fine hey kid what are you doing nothing i'll be i'll be over here don't mind me but this you know every time i hear stories like this you know where they're more and more outrageous like in mexico especially shit's totally out of control you know there's like 72 dead drug dudes right. they find them in a farm did you know the top two investigators on that that show or that story also gone missing mm. not, not that's around. not good oh. and then you hear that and you hear they're using kids it's all pushed to legalize marijuana i honestly believe that it's crazier the crazier things get the more likely it is that marijuana one day everybody's just gonna go fuck it sell that shit on the corner Sell it right alongside cigarettes. Because how are you going to stop it? Uh, I don't know. Would you smoke it if it was legal? I think it all goes along. Did we talk about this before when we were listening to the Planet Money? I don't know. Or they were talking about prohibition. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. For alcohol. And then along comes somebody that likes alcohol, drinks it on the sly. Runs for office and decides to change things. Yeah, goes. Eh, I like the drinkings. Done. You think Barry's been smoking up those spleefs, and now he's like, "I need to get this shit legalized." Let's get some. Kids. Maybe not him, but maybe another up and comer. Well, it, it's very platform. possible. I mean, we keep finding out stuff about politicians, like that the former head of the Republican National Convention, one of the people that's behind all the stuff to make the life of gay people hard. You know, one of the people that fights against gay marriage, one of the people mm, that fights against. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm a. I'm a butt burglar. My bad. <laughs> really, dude? What makes people do that? Do you ever that wonder about a that? Lot. But what makes them do that? I don't know. You get to a position of power, you're like, I hate myself. I'm going to start passing laws that are going to make my eventual life completely unlivable yeah, for myself. Well, I think it's because they're trying to maintain a certain aura, a certain personality, especially yeah. when you're a politician. It's very important. Eventually, it all comes crashing down. My guess is somebody yeah, you're, you're threatened pa- to come forward, so he did it himself. Well, apparently he'd been outed in the past. Like, apparently Bill Maher out, outed him five or six years ago. It just never really caught on. Mm. But I, I don't know. I, it just puzzles me that people would pass laws against themselves. I, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. That'd be like Sarah Palin passing a law that says people with an IQ under 120 have to be shot. Why would you do that? That's you. You're dumb. Go away. I don't know, man. Just kind of it concerns me when people are passing laws that makes no sense. Here's my next story. It better be good. A businessman who tried to pay a property tax bill with thirty three thousand pennies got turned down by a county treasurer in Washington State, who said she didn't have the staff to count them. Ron Spears told the Ellensburg Daily Daily Record that he rolled buckets of the coins into the Kittitas County Treasurer's office Tuesday to protest the fines he incurred by failing to pay the $34 bill that was due in April. These are big fines. 33,000 pennies. How many dollars is that, Kim? Quick. Well, it's $34. We already said that. There, think again. 
How many? How many zeros? Oh, how, it's three hundred and thirty dollars. Right, that was the penalties that he accrued in what five months on a thirty-four dollar bill. That's ridiculous. Well, no wonder he was peeved. Yeah, and that's what he said. He goes, "Look, I had a. I'm a business owner, a local business guy. The shit is hard out there. In case you didn't notice, I didn't have the money. I do have the money now. Here's a bunch of fucking pennies. And then that, then the county's like, nah, I can't count it. Fuck you, go away." Well, it's just dumb anyway, because he took the time to roll them. No, no, no. He just put them in a big barrel and rolled the barrel in. Uh, he didn't actually roll the pennies. Oh, it says buckets of coins. We, I, uh, whatever. I, I think they kind of have to accept it, right? I would think so. I, I don't think you can stipulate when somebody has a form of payment for you. I, I just want to say, take it Because they co- can just keep turning it down over and over again and keep making money yeah, off yeah. penalizing we don't, them. We don't like dollars. We would like to be paid in Confederate silver. Thank you. I don't know. I mean, to me, the thing, too, if I if I had done it and she said, I don't have the staff, I'd be like, take it to Coinstar, bitch. Ain't my fucking problem. Exactly. Here's the fucking money. Fuck off. It, I, it reminds me of when thing one, I had kept a change jar oh for her. Lord. And I told her that she could have it for books. Right. And she could take it to Coinstar, but they were going to take like 10% or something for the service. Right. Or she could call the bank and find out if they had a change counter. Right. And if they didn't, that she was going to have to roll them. So she calls the bank because, of course, she didn't want to give up that 10%. There's there's no way that it was worth that much time. As long as you guys spent on that shit, she could have done that in five minutes. So she decides that she they don't, they don't have a counting machine. So we have to roll them. It was $186. I am a little annoyed that banks don't roll, don't deal with that anymore. I remember when I was, not that long ago, I could take a big fucking chunk of bank, of change of the bank, give it to them, they'd shoot it there and tell me how much money it was. I know. Uh, uh, why did they get rid of that? Because banks are assholes. They have to have coins. I don't think they do. Businesses go there to get changed, to get rolls of coins. Yeah, rolls. They're already rolled. The bank doesn't do it. They probably get delivered. No, there should be a machine that does that. Probably, but the bank doesn't have it. Well, what a pain in the butt. Banks are assholes. That's really what it boils down to. But I am. I was surprised that you guys took all the time to roll it. Because thing, thing one told me, I was like, okay. It was, what, 80 bucks, something like that? $186. Okay, $186. So you're going to lose 20 bucks. Yeah. Two of you spent like five hours rolling those fucking coins. It was coins. not that long. It was at least two hours each. At least. Two hours each. That's four hours. You guys' time is worth more than fucking $18. She was embarrassed to bring them all in. To bring them to Coinstar? No, to bring them into the bank. So the people do it all the time. There's people that get tips. Oh, you mean after they were rolled? Yes. I'll say, people get excited when you go to the Coinstar and you're fucking loading yeah, I money know. into it. They're like, woo. And a lot of the Coinstar stuff, if you buy stuff at the store that where you use the Coinstar, mm-hmm. you don't lose the, you don't get stuck. You don't have to pay the fee. Like if you, if you buy, like say you rolled $200 or you put $200 in the Coinstar machine and you spend $10 at the place, you don't have to pay the fee. Hmm. I didn't know that. Check into that next time. She wasn't, I mean, she needed them for school books. So that wasn't really going to happen. I don't think the bookstore had a Coinstar machine for their very own. No, but she does need things. Oh, that's true. Soap, shampoo, hair stuff, tampons, whatever. I mean. It's kind of like when Thing 2 went to go pick up her laptop. Really? Yes. And they told me that they, they oh, yeah. you know, asked me if I had cash. I said, no. No, I do not. And she goes, well, do you have a check? No. No. I do, however, have my <laughs> debit card. 
Oh, we don't take those. We're very 19th. We don't take credit cards. We're very 19th century. Checks here. only or can, cash. Can I have a certified bond, please? I know. I look down and go, what? <laughs> I, I, I rarely I, use what? checks anymore. Who does? Like physical checks. I don't know. I mean, you don't even have to use them to pay bills anymore. No. That's very strange. It's very strange. Really weird. Plus, we changed banks or the bank actually changed hands several different times. It has a new name. So I got no new checks. Yeah, I did not like when our bank decided it was going to get bought and sold four times in three months. That was a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Here's your new thing. Here's your new thing. Here's your new thing. Seriously? Can you fucking settle down That's a little frustrating. bit? All right, here's my last story. Okay, make it good. Really put some fucking heart into it, some feeling. The first academic research product into lap dancing has found... Oh, prod... Did I say product? Would you like to start over? <laughs> the first academic research project into lap dancing has found that rather than being uneducated young women who have been coerced into the industry, one in four dancers has a degree and has been attracted by the money. Dancers took home an average of $360 a shift after paying commission and fees to the club, with most working between two and four hour shifts a week, or two and four shifts a week, giving them annual incomes of between $37,000 and $75,000 a year. The researchers found no evidence of trafficking in the industry and concluded that career and economic choices were motivations for dancers rather than drug use or coercion. Of no. course, now, this was not here. No. It was in England. That's mm-hmm. true. But I, I believe the topless dancing industry here is far more controlled than it is in England. There's all kinds of fucking laws and all kinds of fucking investigations. I know, but I'm not really sure that you could say that one in four dancers here has a degree. I don't think you can necessarily apply that same parallel. Well, maybe, maybe not. But I did find it. I do think it's interesting. And I'm, I've always been curious about this, right? Why don't women who are making, I mean, this is a pretty good chunk of change, right? And Absolutely. and you have to, if you're a stripper, you generally aren't employed by the club. Did you know that? You're like a freelancer. You're self-employed and you buy time to dance, right? Like you'll say, I want to dance this many hours. Okay. So you, you pay a rental fee for the pole or the space or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you get to keep whatever you make other than that. Do you get to like, Clorox, wipe the pole down before it's your turn. Come all vaginas are the same. Relax. No. A little, little slime on the pole I'm never just hurt asking. anybody. It'd be important to me. I'm sure you could. Like, I'm going to need this disinfectant. Can I be the, the OCD dancer? Yes, that would be you. <laughs> Completely wrapped in, in cellophane. <laughs> that would be Kim. I have, I have like a toilet seat cover that goes over the lap before I right. get there. But I've often wondered why a group of these women who are all making significant amounts of money. I mean, this is well above average for a single woman, period. Right? Sure. Why they don't pool their resources and open their own strip club, keep more of the money for themselves, and then have something to do when, they're, when their boobies are too saggy to be titty dancers anymore. Because you can just move up. You know what I'm saying? You start off as talent. When you get tired or you're you too old to management. do that, you move up to management. And then when you're even older, then suddenly you're the night shift cleaning lady. Well, no. When you get to a certain point, you just quit because you would have bought shares in the club, right? Everybody buys a certain number of shares into the club, and you all and you just get residual income like that. It's a, it's a perfect fucking idea. I don't understand why they, more ladies don't do that kind of stuff. Is it because you guys can't get along for two seconds? I don't know. You think if you put a bunch of strippers in a room, they immediately start clawing each other's eyes out? Is that the problem? Probably. But I've often told you that I thought this was the case, and you didn't believe me, and I'm glad that I was vindicated. 
that more more strippers want to do it for the money and have other options than strippers who were somehow sold by their mothers into stripping, which I think is what you think happens. I did not say that. <laughs> I was pretty sure it was for the money. Unfortunately, I think a lot of times then the money becomes so attractive, everything else goes out the window. So if at one point they wanted to be a research scientist or something, and right. they did the the stripping or the dancing, if you will, to make extra funds so they could go to school. Eventually, the dancing takes precedent because they're making more money at that, and the other dream falls to the, the wayside. But maybe they decide that stripping is the real dream. Maybe that's where it's at. I don't know. I think once you do that for a certain amount of time, I think the long-term psychological issues that you develop after that are long-lasting. Okay, now... I'm going to spin this a different direction so you can see my point of view and then just tell me if you think I'm right. Now, so what you're saying is chicks are going to school. They want to be something, right? They they have a career in mind, a goal. I'm not and saying all of no, them. No, 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 I'm no, saying no, no. some. I, I understand. I'm just, just bear with me. I'm not trying to be rude. They are going to, they're going to go on to become doctors, lawyers, Indian chiefs. Fine. They go, they go to school. They finish school, but the money's too good stripping. Like your entry level I job. Say they, I'm not even sure that they finish. Okay. The money's too good stripping, and they look at it and they go, well, this is fucking stupid. Why do I keep racking up bills when I can just go strip and make all the money I need, right? Mm -hmm. How is that different than young men who start off in life and say, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be a rock star. I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to be a cartoon maker, right? And then they get a nine to five job. And then they get they a nine to five like. job that they hate. Because generally they're not having to show their penises. They're not fondled or sexually abused. I think you're assuming that a lot of stuff happens in strippers. I'm pretty sure happen. a lot of that stuff happens. Would you want any of your daughters to go work there? No. Why? Okay. Because of the other issues that occur. It's not a happy place to be. How many, how many, I'm, I just don't, I don't think it's as bad as you think it is. That's all I'm saying. I don't think it's, I don't think it's any different than any other job. I think you may develop a, a view of humanity that's not the best, but you, you get that anywhere. I, I could not hate my fellow man any more than I do right now. I don't know. I, I think that you open yourselves up to the uglier side of humanity when you're in those places. That could be. Me. I, I just think everybody does, makes compromises and does things in their life that they don't necessarily enjoy to make money and I, I just don't think this is any different I'll be curious to see how it, I'd like to see somebody do this study over here because I know chicks over here gotta make more money they gotta maybe be making fucking mad bank unless they're trolls trolls shouldn't be stripping that's not good for anybody you wanna, I wonder if they have strip clubs for like uh, chubby chasers I'm sure they do now I'm going to have bad dreams. I'm going to stop the show. They want to call us or they call us. They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. Email. show at gmail.com. Thanks, Amazon, for being my sponsor. I'm having thoughts about something, but I got to let it go. Like, I don't know. I don't think there are, like, niche strip clubs. I'm trying to think of all the advertising I see. I don't see any of them that say. I do see ones that are more targeted towards specific ethnicities right like if you would like to see young hispanic women you would go here if you'd like to see you know what i'm saying okay what i remember saying is if you'd like to see 400 pounders go here i wonder if you could start one that was like for fetishes that weren't naked 
You know what I mean? Like, there's apparently there's like a, a big group of people that think chicks who smoke, like just sitting around in their underwear smoking, is like the hottest thing since sliced bread. So you could have a club where there was a room where you could go and watch chicks smoke, and then you could have a club where you watch chicks in high heels walk around, and then a club where you watch you know big girls eat bacon sandwiches. You need to look into that. If they vote for a podcast alley, they should do that. Uses blueberry.com. Leave us a review on iTunes. Anything else? Nope. How come you're not cooperating? I am. I said everything you wanted me to say. Nuh-uh. You didn't tell me you love me. Too late. It's over. All right, Kim. We're not there yet. Hi, this is Thing One. Thanks for listening to my parents' podcast. Why not take a second to review their show at TalkShoe.com? And I'm Thing Two. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the feed at www.arewetheryetpodcast.com. This is Thing Three, signing off for all of us at Are We There Yet. Vote for us at PodcastAlley.com. 